Pilar Dube is the Chief Commercial Officer at OpenServe, and uh, Pilar joins us on What's Next today. It's a great pleasure to have you with us, Pilar. Until the internet entered many African countries, it's so interesting to see where we are. Communications were quite a nightmare. I'm one of those people who remembers the SAT-3 undersea cable and how times have changed, and this has just been in the last decade. So when digital communications uh, emerged, life began to improve as it became easier to communicate. And that's the reality. Uh, many people uh, accessing the Internet for the very first time and the Internet became a leveler. Or so it seemed as it created and enabled business to business and business to commerce and person to person connectivity. But despite this magic tool, not all Africans have access to the Internet on a high scale. And to put it into perspective, if you look at the entire continent of 1.4 billion people, 50% at least of those people don't have access to the internet. And South Africa is also pretty high, but we're getting there. And so many people on the continent still live without connectivity, which is, which is kind of scary when you look at us compared to the rest of the world. Now, that's the reality for half of the world's population today. Africa has the lowest number of internet connections, only around... 22% of the continent has high-speed internet access, should we say, or relatively high speed. And it's also become the largest potential for progress. Now, this is according to an article on this day. So joining us today is the OpenServe Chief Commercial Officer, Pila Dube, who was a panelist at the Africa Com Conference recently, where they discussed connecting Africa's next billion and new models to connect Africa's underserved. Pilar leads the market-facing and back-office commercial operations with responsibility for sales, marketing, PR, commercial, product and pricing, as well as relationship management of OpenServe's clients. So, Pilar, it's great to see you again, and uh, I hope that you're well. No, I'm well, I'm well, Aki, and thanks for having me here, and greetings to the viewers of uh, What's Next with Aki. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's a great pleasure to welcome you with us. But, you know, we, 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 you and I at the moment are blessed to have and privileged to have this amazing fast high-speed internet connectivity. But the reality, as you mentioned, and being part of that panel at, uh, at AfricaCom, is it's not the case. And according to the research, a third of the African population has actually no internet. They might have a mobile phone, but uh, internet connectivity, a third probably don't have it now. What efforts have been made by OpenServe to bridge this digital divide on the continent? Um, thanks, Aki. I think, uh, uh, um, firstly, I think I must say OpenServe is the, is the largest fixed infrastructure provider in South Africa, in the country. It's probably not the continent. And, and for a time, if one looks back, Aki would remember Telcom was the sole provider of uh, fixed infrastructure connectivity. Uh, in the country. So OpenServe was birthed out of that desire to have a truly open access uh, network infrastructure provider that will enable all in South Africa to be able to connect to the internet or to have some level of connectivity. So, um, and we've stayed true to that as OpenServe. Uh, if one just looks over the last uh, 24 months, we've added more than uh, 700,000 homes passed with fiber. Um, we, we, we actually have more than three and a half million uh, premises within 500 meters of a fiber-ready node of, of OpenServe infrastructure, and we probably could reach another million, another seven million within a, 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 a kilometer. So our rollout over the last couple of uh, months now has been much more focused on uh, previously underserved areas because we understand the needs for digital uh, services and, and digital connectivity 
uh, in those areas. We want all South Africans uh, to stay connected as OpenSafe, and that's our contribution. We want anyone who wants to connect their communities to be able to come to OpenSafe, and so that we can actually go and connect those communities. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, of course, as you mentioned, that infrastructure is there. The fiber is in the ground and getting those people connected is, is, uh, is of course, the, the not, it's not a challenge. It's, it's something that can be overcome quite easily. And, uh, and I think that the fact that we've got the fiber in the ground, not only in South Africa, but, you know, through the continent, there's quite a bit of fiber being rolled out. That's a positive. It's a great start. Now, we learned through the COVID-19 pandemic that internet connectivity is really an enabler, right? Um, you think about how many yeah. organizations, literally, I remember that month of March of 2020 when it sounded impossible, but it soon became possible. It was an enabler. People yeah. could now work and companies could now continue uh, running and many things, uh, including education and health and business and leisure. Uh, it happened, but yes, there were gaps. Why do you think it has, uh, why is it taking so long for Africans to enjoy the benefits of the internet connectivity? Because, you know, I mentioned earlier that SAT3 cable, it's, you know, that was, you know, more than a decade ago. We've got the wax sea undersea cable. We've now got billion dollar cables coming into the country. Why is it taking us so long to enjoy these benefits? Um, I think Aki, the, the challenge with this question is, is that it's always framed around technology. So, um, uh, whereas it's an entire ecosystem that one has to look at. Uh, technology is definitely one of them, uh, the communication technologies that we have out there. But one has to look at infrastructure, infrastructure services, um, roads and electricity. I mean, you, you would know communication infrastructure works on electricity, so there needs to be power. You need to have road infrastructure because these things have to be deployed and they need to be maintained. You know, so, but also one has to look at uh, regulatory and policy um, uh, that needs to enable such deployment and drive more uh, investment. Also, digital literacy um, is also quite an important thing. I think uh, we probably still have a lot of work to do in elevating the need for digital services and need for connectivity to the level of basic human need. You know, so. Mm. Um, uh, because it competes with a whole lot of other things in the lives of those that need to be connected. And lastly, the issue of cost. Um, uh, we talk a lot about commercials, connecting rural areas becomes more expensive. But I have a view that it shouldn't also only be about uh, us as operators or telcos and the cost of us coming, but also the commercials of the communities we want to connect. Uh, because uh, uh, maybe people want to have different payment mechanisms or uh, the, the, the pricing of those products I mean, if you look at South Africa, the way it works in Bryanston may not be the way it would work, say, Mlazi, you know, so, uh, yeah. so you, need to have, you need to have the right solutions for the markets that you want to go to uh, over and above that. So, so it's a myriad of those things. All of these things have resulted, to, um, uh, have resulted to the slow growth in terms of internet connectivity. But I do think that uh, we should be able to take incremental wins um, because we are continuing to get there. I mean, you, you'd see a lot more of operators now and even the mobile network operators, everyone is just trying to make sure that those previously underserved areas are connected. Well, there's certainly momentum, that's for sure. Now, when you look at OpenServe, yeah. the company you represent, does, does OpenServe have uh, adequate infrastructure to reach Africa's next billion? OpenServe is the most pervasive fiber infrastructure in the country, 100, 170,000 kilometers of it. We, we manage, I mean, you touched on it earlier, I mean, we're managing... Uh, three undersea cables uh, systems that we have currently. I mean, we, we've got capacity in all of them. 
We've just launched a partnership with Google. Uh, we're providing lending uh, facilities for Google for the Google Equiano cable. We also have a fiber pair in that uh, the system, and we're providing terrestrial backhaul services from cable lending stations back to data centers. So we are making sure that all South Africans uh, are connected, and our infrastructure is open service, close enough to most South Africans, in fact. Um, uh, if I may just touch on this, you know, we talk a lot about copper and copper services. In most instances, it's just that last mile, just that last piece that is still uh, copper. The majority of our network is already fiber. So, um, uh, so it's important also for us to be able to operate and maintain this network. So we've got state-of-the-art network operations center uh, here in South Africa. We manage our entire network from one place because uh, our, our endeavor is actually to make sure that we drive the best customer experience on our network. It's not yeah. enough just to, to be connected, but you must also experience the connectivity and the connection. It doesn't help when the service is broken and, and, and it doesn't work for a long time. So we, we also have 3,000 technicians. Um, we've probably got a, a large workforce of, of the guys in the vans that travel up and down the streets of South Africa, connecting services and making sure that the services work for our customers. Yeah, listen, I've, I've done a lot of work with Telcom and OpenServer over the last few years, and you guys certainly have uh, an incredible infrastructure and uh, incredibly skilled workforce um, because it's, a, it's very complex. Uh, I remember going down to when the West Africa cable system came into uh, South Africa, and, you know, people think it's just like a, a hose pipe. You connect it into the Internet and, you know, it connects everybody and it's like a watering system. It, it's not like that, you know. It's a very yeah. complex system that needs to be managed properly by professionals. And I've been to that center that you talk about. I'm not going to say where it is, but it's very, very impressive. Um, and uh, you guys do amazing work there. When you look at the... And, and, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that we all have a role to play. You know, it's not just the telcos that need to drive this process, but it needs to come from a business perspective. It needs to come from respective governments. And let's talk about that. Look at the respective governments. What role do they have to play in, in helping connect Africa's next billion? Like, like you said earlier, I mean, we, we just came out of uh, Africacom. Um, uh, and the, and the theme that seemed to come strongly out of there, I mean, it's a, it's a gathering of technology champions there. I mean, so the theme that seemed to come strongly is, is how policy and regulators need to be more progressive in their thinking um, uh, and create more enabling environment. Uh, that regulation need to be more enabling than regulating, you know. So, uh, um, because the biggest challenge sometimes is, South Africa, take South Africa, for example, we've got... Um, 278 municipalities, all of them have uh, their own different municipal bylaws if you want to roll out infrastructure. Sometimes you find that telcos are kind of frustrated by the processes they have to go through and, you know, so just to make sure that they're able to bring services to the communities. Uh, but I mean, I must say in South African case, I mean, the, the release of uh, a high demand spectrum, uh, I know government has set up rapid deployment committees as well now. So because I guess government does see the need, there are teething issues, uh, but I think it's, it's a step in the right direction. But I think that what we are expecting is, is that a lot more of that needs to happen. I know mm. that as, as African countries, we 54 different countries, some are more successful than others in doing these things. Uh, but let's learn from each other. And I think uh, the governments can play uh, a lot more active role in creating that enabling and conducive environment to bring connectivity mm. services to the people. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that collaboration that you talk about and just getting over the hurdles like the, 
the 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 legislature and and the the laws and the rules that apply when you can dig in and who has access to certain uh, you know uh, cables etc etc those sometimes keep bogging yeah. down the entire process now we cannot ignore the state of the economy the state of the economy as we know is 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 quite concerning unemployment rates are increasing in our countries but we do know that uh, technology as an enabler can unlock tremendous value and increase GDP, as we've seen what connectivity can do. So how, how can telcos like OpenServe meet their target financial goals while ensuring that the poorest of the poorest are connected without spending an arm and a leg for connectivity? Because let's be honest, um, you know, you often hear one of the biggest concerns about connectivity is the cost of connectivity. So how, how can we help those people who might not be able to afford this connectivity we're talking about? Mm. Yeah, so I mean, companies exist to, to, to fulfill a need. I mean, there must be a need before there's a company because they, that's what they exist to do. Um, and in that process also obviously make money, which is the financial goals. And, and the way I see it is that the, the companies, uh, to meet their financial goals, have to do two things. You want to increase your revenue, but you also want to lower your cost. Uh, so what we have seen uh, as open servers, we start to get more and more into... Um, uh, previously underserved areas because they're generally more densely populated as well, um, especially if you go to peri-urban areas, uh, is that the, the effective cost per home to connect those communities is actually much lower than in our leafy suburbs, if, if, if I was to use the word, purely because they're densely populated, so you could you, you, your, your total cost divided by the number of homes you can actually pass and connect in those areas uh, results into a, 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 low, a lower cost per home. So that allows the economics then of being able to be uh, create, creative and innovative around the pricing, the value proposition uh, that we actually bring to those communities. I mean, as OpenSafe, we've just recently launched, uh, uh, for an example, WebConnect, uh, which is an integrated uh, solution targeted at specific areas, more especially like townships, for an example. We've just recently launched uh, Prepaid as well, and we've, we're, we're seeing some encouraging results as well, even in that. Because we need to think about these communities, what makes sense for them. Uh, if you think about how do they earn their income, how do they use it, how do they, how do they use it, and what do they use it for, and how do we make sure that everyone is included here? Because we cannot be in a system as well that excludes others from the digital services, because those are supposed to bring value even to them as well. Yeah, that's a very good point you make. Um, and, and yeah, I'm going to touch on those uh, densely populated areas in a moment because it's a fascinating um, it's a fascinating problem, but it's also got a fascinating solution to it. Now, when you talk about the solutions, um, and l let's talk about them and the offerings that OpenServe has in place to help reach Africa's next billion, what, what, are, what, what are those solutions and offerings that you have? So we, 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 we connect uh, uh, homes with broadband as OpenServe. Uh, uh, I mean, that's something that we've been doing for years. We, we're connecting businesses, um, whether they want to connect domestically or internationally, uh, globally. We connect businesses. We, we're connecting carriers back home, like mobile links. You, you know, so we, we think about those uh, mobile towers. Uh, the majority of them are connected on fiber, so that's the back we provide. We do data center to data center. I mean, most of the content we consume is, is, is hosted in data centers. We, we provide that type of connectivity and we provide international connectivity. We just spoke about the undersea cable systems. We provide capacity in those systems and we're managing some of those systems as well. So, so, so that's all the services that we provide. When it comes to connectivity, as OpenServe, we play in all spheres of connectivity. 
because uh, we understand that at the basic core of digital services is connectivity. There's actually no consumption of digital services without connectivity. So, um, so, so whether one talks about Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, because that's how we think about these things and Netflix and that, because they sit over the top, but at the basic core of that, it is connectivity. Everyone needs to be connected to be able to enjoy those services. Right. No, listen, I mean, and, and, and here's the thing that you guys are, are in part of the entire ecosystem, as you mentioned, you know, getting to the data center, you know, we think that, oh, your, 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 your Gmail or your, uh, you know, your Netflix and all that still hosted locally in one data center and the fiber connectivity from there makes it all happen when you're watching it seamlessly on your television or you're watching YouTube, for example. What does OpenServe see as a hindrance to connect the underserved across Africa? I think the, uh, there isn't one technology I think that one um, uh, can say is going to connect everyone in Africa. We need to use all technologies, uh, fit for purpose technologies. We've got mobile, there's satellite, there's fiber. Uh, having, having the use of all that infrastructure I think is, is important. And as I said earlier as well, digital literacy I think it's very important. You know, talking is natural. You pick up the phone and you call and you talk. Mm. You know, so, but uh, consuming digital services requires uh, some level of literacy. You know, so uh, how you whether you can tap or you can read or that. So, so, so that that's one thing I think we do need to just improve on in South Africa. Let's create a, in Africa and in the rest of Africa. Let's create a lot more of digital champions and digital evangelists. You know, so who will drive this uh, digital services message to our communities as well so so i think that's most of the challenge uh, over and above just looking at the entire ecosystem like i said earlier uh, as governments and ourselves uh, uh, come together because i do think that for us to make even better inroads in in in, in this space you need a lot more uh, uh, collaboration between uh, all the industry role players, you know, so because uh, all of us are important in the role that we play. Yes, and we do yes. this for the betterment of all of the whole of Africa and, 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 our, and our citizens. Oh, fantastic. Uh, um, you listen, I, I know we face challenges, but uh, I'm hearing a lot of positivity coming from you. There's a lot of uh, momentum that's happening and we're moving in the right direction and we're solving the problem. So I think we're getting there and it's great to have these kinds of discussion. And, and I'm, I'm so glad you raised the, the digital literacy because it's such an important one. You know, we take it for granted that we've been on the Internet for many years. But, you know, uh, digital literacy is so important, especially when you look at things like the dangers that are out there and and the scams and the, how uh, how problematic you know cybersecurity is uh, around the world at the moment and the risk that it poses not only to business but to individuals as well so pilar dube it's an absolute pleasure chatting to you thank you for your time chief chief commercial officer at OpenServe, pilar dube wishing you a great day further thanks for your time thank you very much Akin. thanks for having me here